How is everybody doing? This is episode 16 of Sit Down with Sniper. Today we have someone pretty special to me, um, Danny Ukes. How you doing, brother? Yo, what's going on, bro? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, thanks for the warm welcome. Thanks for saying I'm uh, special to you. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. You know, I've seen you in the space um, for the last, I would say comfortably the last year, as long as I've been in there. And every time I've seen you, man, it's been nothing but like positivity. You've been pushing other people, whether it's like artists, projects. And I mean, you've just all out just been super cool, man. And you have a pretty big following. So whenever I originally reached out to you, shockingly, um, I did not expect a response. Uh, I know that sounds funny and you're a super responsive guy on Twitter, but I thought you would be so slammed. So it is, you know, an honor to have you here today, man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely pretty slammed with people hitting me up, but I don't know. There's people that kind of stick out uh, not to, you know, shit on the P. I I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. I'm trying, but not to shit on the people that uh, don't stick out. But, you know, when someone comes to me like you where it's like, all right, let's see. Cool cat community, like sniper, recognizable name, seen him around for a while doing the podcast thing. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like for sure. And uh, yeah, just all around. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, I like to spread that message of happiness and goodness and peace and blah, 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 you know, all those good things. No, it's been it's been awesome to see you. And I really do appreciate the good words um, to to let every all the listeners know. Um, so you can find me every Thursday on Spaces on Twitter, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find me on the podcast every Monday uh, on Apple, on Spotify, whatever you have. Um, I'm looking to make a website right now to where you can just go to sit down with sniper.com and it'll be all laid out there with the embedded players. Uh, now, if you go there, it's a little different if you go to the website, but um, we also had loser club and dower Darsel. Both of them are releasing today. Um, so whenever this airs, it'll be a couple days after the release. Uh, it might even be the reveal. I know last week we had wonder pals and they have uh, revealed since then. A lot of them came out. They also look cute. And another quick topic that I wanted to to spew out there was CVS, the, I guess you could say pharmacy or, or drugstore is entering the metaverse. Uh, it is filing and a couple of patents. I know, and it's filing with the U.S. Patent Trade Office. CVS is looking to trademark its logo and they said to provide an online store as well to, as, well as downloadable virtual goods, including, <laughs> they say health, wellness, beauty, and personal care products, and prescription drugs. So I don't know how well that'll go, but big shout out to CVS for trying to take that next step. Uh, But with all that being said, we'll we'll jump right in with Danny. And honestly, Danny, you know, I've seen you around the space. I'm sure many of other people have, but I wanted to start off and see if you could talk us through you know, kind of an introduction of yourself or like a short rundown of the communities we can find you in or maybe where you've worked in the past in the NFT community. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Where do I even start? I guess uh, let's start with House of First. So that is my primary job at the moment. I was hired by the parent company, Landmark Ventures, uh, longstanding banking and investing and events firm. You know, they've been around for 20 plus years. So Uh, They opened up a metaverse division, and their first drop was Royal Society of Players, which was the, uh, you know, playing cards, poker-themed type, uh, you know, collection that's still around and still pretty successful, and we still, 
you know, are building on top of it and uh, supporting that brand. But the second uh, initiative in the metaverse side of Landmark Ventures is House of First. And so that is uh, not the same as Royal Society, as Royal Society is a project, whereas we view House of First as a platform. Uh, so it's a curated drop platform specifically for artists that are coming into the NFT space for the first time. So uh, if you look at our artists we've worked with so far and the ones we're going to work with in the future, it's established artists that have awards, accolades, uh, known names, pretty much, that are, you know, they already have a following, they have a fan base, they have an established uh, kind of look. And we work with them to come into the space in a way that is both meaningful and uh, easy for them, essentially, because it's, as we all know, it's really hard to educate yourself in this space. It's as fun as it is. It, you know, you start from zero and you just kind of have to figure it out as you go. And it's a lot, you know, less of a burden on a collector than I would say it is on a creator. I think that creators have to do everything that collectors do and more, and that just puts a lot of strain on creators and makes it very, very, very intimidating to come into the NFT space as, you know, great as it looks from the outside, it also looks just as giant and scary, and how am I going to conquer this, and how am I going to understand what is what, and like, you know, the acronyms like GM, NGMI, WAGMI, like, what what does everything mean, so... It's very hard for an artist, and at House of First, our initiative is really to take that burden off the artist, give the artist to a community of people that are already excited for them to drop, no matter, you know, what the art comes out as. I'm not saying in a bad way, but like, you know, we give the artist the freedom and expression to do what you want to do. Make this your art project, but don't worry too much about building a roadmap or utility or you know, all of the marketing stuff, because we got that, you know, that's what we take care of. And in the long term, what's going to end up happening, say a year down the road, we have between 10 and 15 drops. Each of those drops is from an artist that is well received in the traditional art world. And it's a Genesis collection, you know, and we're the highest we've asked so far, I believe is 0.06. Uh, so, you know, we're not, we're not asking too much for these pieces of art that could have significant historical value and you know that's a bit of a buzz term historical value but there's something to be said about a genesis collection from a well-known artist and then the the real value proposition here is kind of betting on the artist in a similar way that you know people would buy a creature to bet on danny cole someone might buy a remarkable woman to uh bet on rachel winter or someone might buy buy an everyone to bet on ian murray and what they can achieve and do in the space and so a year from now we'll have this whole arsenal of artists that are now in the nft space and the idea is at least one of them is going to go on and do something really cool you know because artists come and go in the nft space i would say like once they're in here it's kind of like you know, this is a big way to introduce it because all of our collections have been large up to this point. We've done uh, 2,500 and 6,000 piece collection and our next one is also going to be at that scale. And, you know, that's that's a big, a lot to do, but it's cool for the artists because, you know, it's really not on them to build out a roadmap or anything because we're the ones that are doing that at House of First. And so... 
yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm really excited to see where we're going to be, you know, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, because really, I think we're building something that is pretty niche in the space, but it's also like, why hasn't it been there? Like Nifty Gateway kind of almost had it right with their setup, but like not every collection is a Genesis collection. You know, they bring in a ton of money, don't get me wrong, on a daily basis. But we want it to be a little less about the money and more about, you know, the messaging, the branding. What are we doing? What's our mission? And uh, so far, we've been pretty successful. And I think uh, as more people find out about us, uh, there's a lot of room for growth. So, yeah, and <laughs> it's messed up. You asked, like, a question about everything I'm into, and I focus so much on House of First. But let me give you my other favorite collections are Ghosts, uh, Cool Cats. And pretty much, honestly, like, that's it. Those are my favorite favorites. Uh, sorry to anyone listening from any of the other projects we're in. I do love Danny Cole and the Creatures. Um, but yeah, no, for the most part, like, I've been kind of... Kind of a little lax on the NFT game lately. Like, I'm still on Twitter and caught up with everything, but I haven't been buying or selling as much. I think, you know, like... Kevin is the big meme right now. Like, how can you be buying and selling shit when Kevin is running the market? Uh, and, you know, two months from now when people are listening back to this and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, remember Kevin? What, what, what a time that was. So, like, you know, a lot of times when there's, like, weird stuff going on, I don't like to go up or go down. I don't like to buy or sell. I just kind of, you know, I like to say I'm very Taoist in nature. Go with the flow, the way of the uncarved block, you know, just kind of wherever we're going, we're going to get there. So uh, to those listening, I hope you enjoyed that performance from Danny Ukes. Yo, I loved it. I enjoyed every single bit of it because I'm I'm not someone who knows a bunch about House of First. Like I told you before this, I looked into uh, what I know about you and to a sense, like I kind of stopped after looking so deep because I was like, I can just ask him questions and, and learn about him from that way. Um, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't asking the same questions as everyone else. But with all that being said, man, yo, if you answer every question like that, I could, I'd love it because I have no timer and I would love for this be love for this to be as informational. And, you know, this episode is kind of like you, man, it's all about what, what you have to tell us. And I will say, um, you have made some some great tweets, uh, to say the least. And uh, later on in the podcast, we're actually going to get to one that you made on December 28th. I know that's really specific, but uh, I think it'll bring you some joy uh, because what Danny said, ultimately, he was correct. Um, I can't wait. I wonder what it was. Oh, man, it, it'll be good. You'll like it. Um, but you, you talked about House of First. And I did want to circle back to that and say, so when did when did House of House of First uh, originally start? How long ago did y'all start this up? So uh, let me preface it by saying the person that hired me is on Twitter. He goes by ZK85 NFT, but uh, in real life, his name is Zeev Klein. We're a fully doxed team, so you know he's not going to get mad at me for saying that, but. Uh, yeah, he and I connected early on, probably around March, maybe a little earlier of 2021, right. uh, during the NBA Top Shot days. And oh, uh, 
Yeah, no, yeah, so we, you know, we became friends then, and he did the Royal Society thing, and, you know, I was a supporter of that, but it wasn't until uh, mid to late October of last year, 2021, when he came to me and was like, Danny, we're trying to build out this project, uh, I've seen you grow over the past, you know, six, seven months, whatever, and I think you would be a good fit for our team. I want to offer you a position with the company, you know, Landmark, and then uh, kind of specifically in the Metaverse division, and you'll help with uh, Royal Society. But we're also going to be building this new project. And at the time, it was Art Colony. That was kind of like our code name for it. It was like, you know, what's, what is Art Colony going to be? And we kind of, you know, honed it down to what House of First is now, the uh, very artist-specific collector you know, it's all about the connections that we're all making and then the genesis and education and, um, you know, like giving and, you know, it's we, we we've really expanded on the vision ever since, uh, you know, those early days. And now it makes more sense. But in the early days, it was like, you know, the big idea was it's a genesis collection factory. Like we're going to put out these sick genesis collections from dope artists. Uh, and so, yeah, it was around October and we had our first drop in january towards the beginning of january and then our second drop was in the middle of february and then our third drop uh i'm probably not supposed to say but let's let's just say uh it's probably gonna be in march uh and if that's if all things go right but i will say that you know, up to this point, our art is more or less complete. It's more about uh, our marketing plan and our, um, you know, from the developer side, getting the website and everything together. Uh, but with that being said, staking for the Remarkable Women project just went live today, which we're really exciting about, uh, excited about. And then uh, a couple months ago, when the Everyones went live, we also did staking for them. So both of our projects have unique staking uh propositions which is pretty cool with the uh everyone's there's a marketing fund of 12.5 ethereum and if you stake your everyone's um you know you get something from that uh marketing fund based on how long you're staking and how many you're staking and then with the remarkable women it's a point system which I, I think this is so cool it's a point system where for every day uh, that you're staking your remarkable women, you're awarded points based on how many you have, and then uh, we're going to be releasing uh, essentially uh, wearables in Decentraland, right? So um, clothing that you can wear uh, on your avatar in Decentraland, which is pretty cool. And then beyond that, we're currently working on getting physical merchandise, uh, but we don't like to use the term merch. Uh, we like to think of it as fashion. And an example, I wish I uh, had a way to like show listeners this, but earlier I was at H&M at a mall, and I saw uh, this shirt, and it totally gave me Remarkable Women vibes. It was like, oh my god, this is literally, like, this could, this looks like one of the traits, like one of the sweaters that the uh, girls are wearing in the art. So I was like, wow, this is like... You know, the vision to bring the Remarkable Women brand into the real world, like, we could very, you know, that, and that's, this is the power of Zeev, you know, my boss and my good friend, he, he knows how to navigate, you know, he's a <laughs> New York City 
CEO. Like, he makes moves. Like, this dude, he had a dinner with uh, Randy Zuckerberg. Like, that's, you know, that's that's really impressive. And, like, that's that's kind of why I've I, I, I've had options, of course. But Zeev kind of was like, yo, like, let's build, you know. And that's, you know, that's, that's really awesome. I'm really proud to be part of uh, the House of First and Landmark Ventures team. You know, it's... It's a big deal. I'm not going to lie. My life has been interesting uh, from the perspective of a professional job. Uh, and I know you didn't ask and probably nobody cares, but I was working like a desk job uh, when I first got into NFTs and I was work from home. But like, that's kind of how I, how I was able to come up because I was just sitting at my desk for eight hours a day answering 60 calls, which you do the math on that. It's not not too crazy, right? It's not that many calls. Uh, so I was just like doing a lot of discord and Twitter and learning about NFTs in the meantime. And that was really the come up. So yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey. I'm not going to lie, but house of first, I'm really, really proud of what we're doing. Our team is expanding slowly every, you know, every couple weeks, every couple months, we're getting new people on and it's, uh, it's good where we're going. I think we're heading in a really cool direction. Well, I can say Danny, um, uh, I love the way you speak about it, and I can tell that it's something that you enjoy. Not only do you enjoy it, it's something that you're passionate about, and I can tell by the way you talk about it. And I want any anyone listening in to take notes because this is how you answer questions. I literally just asked the man, when did he start? And I got that, <laughs> I got that amazing answer. No, like, it's because I don't have an off button, dude. I literally just keep talking until I'm like, oh, wait, how long have I been talking? I should probably shut up. That's literally how it goes every time. It's beautiful, man. No, and I can I can just tell by the way you're talking and like kind of in the tone of your voice, like you really give a fuck about House of First. This is something that you really care about. Not only that, um, I'm a big I'm a big believer in teams, and I like to see people kind of join the space before they do something. And the fact I'll circle back to where you said it was like a three months before the actual drop. You know, I think you said it the started uh, floating around in October, but then you wouldn't do the drop until January. And then again in February, um, the fact that, you know, y'all said around, it wasn't like October 1st, we think about it, October 10th, boom, we got a collection out. You know, that always looks awful. So the fact that, you know, you had been in the community time before they found you, which was obviously a great find because I agree with them. You're a great individual and have an amazing eye. And then from there, um, you guys brainstorm brainstorm some things and then fast forward to january you push out the first collection now you guys are doing staking which is amazing and i've seen you also promote lgbtq uh communities uh black indigenous people of color i've seen you promote um literally everything under the sun with positive vibes to it and i mean i don't know that's just an amazing fit and i know you did say also um at one point you jokingly brought up you was like okay and you and you didn't ask this and you didn't care um no, that's what this is all about, man. We care about everything you have to say. And anybody who is listening to this episode is definitely here to hear what Danny has to say. So um, that kind of did roll me into my next question, man. Um, when did you, I guess you could say NFT or crypto, uh, the whole community as a whole, the whole journey, getting NFTs, crypto, when did that start for you? Um, so for me, like I was 2021, early 20 maybe late 2020 um i feel like you were probably in uh, a lot sooner than that though dude okay so th this is kind of a funny story uh 
but also not that funny because it's just kind of stupid. When I was in like ninth grade, maybe 10th grade, you know, like stupid little 13, 14, 15 year old, whatever. Uh, I, I was really into Reddit, right? I was like super into Reddit when I was younger, like always spending my time on it. Like I just thought it was the coolest, like so much information, so many communities, like whatever. And uh, I remember like hearing about Bitcoin through Reddit and being like, what is Bitcoin? Like I, I keep seeing it. What is it? And I, at, at the time, like, I don't know if this is really the case, but like I looked into it and they're like, all right, if you want to set up a Bitcoin wallet, got to get a Tor browser. You got to go on the dark web. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like did it, downloaded all the shit. And I like got onto the dark web and I was like, holy shit, this feels like just wrong like I don't, I don't i don't fuck with this at all and so like i you know deleted everything like whatever and i was like praying the fbi wasn't gonna come to my house or anything uh they never did um i guess i didn't do anything too wrong but uh regardless uh that was it like i was like all right so bitcoin's stupid uh moving on and uh fast forward all the way to summer of 2020 so we, we were talking like you know 2013 seven years later 2020 uh and i'm unemployed and i'm making more money than i've ever made in my life which was very confusing to me at the time but it was like all right this is kind of cool uh and so with all my new passive income from the government i was <laughs> i started uh putting money into crypto because I, for myself, I've always been able to live well within my means. Like if I have $400, I can stretch that for a while, you know, uh, less so now that I have to pay like rent and shit, but like, I don't know. Like, even if I, you know, I, shit, I was getting $600 every two weeks, $600 could have lasted me the month. Right. So let's put it that way. Uh, so with the other $600 every month or every yeah, every month it was like, all right, let's put some money into crypto because I know that it's, you know, I've seen the whole time from when I was in ninth grade all the way to now, I've seen what it's done. It's gone up, down, up, down, but it's, I'm starting to understand the vision. And dude, it was so fucked up. Last year I was putting money into Bitcoin, 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 or I guess this was uh, 2020, so two years ago. Time flies, bro. Uh, and I... When I first started buying the Bitcoin, I think it was around like 12,000 in that range. You know, it wasn't above like 20K. And then it started going up really high. It got up to like 24K. So I like saw my money double and I was like putting in a decent amount. So it was like, holy shit, like I got a good amount of money going. And then, dude, I got scammed. I like, it was a YouTube video where there's like the Elon Musk talking and it's like, go to this link and send the Bitcoin. And it's like, so obvious like i wish i could fucking hit my old self with a baseball bat but like whatever regardless all that money was gone and so i was like what the fuck dude like i was really hurt for a while but i was like i'm not gonna let that defeat me like i saw what crypto was able to do so let's get back at it uh and so that was probably that probably happened around august or september and so from september up until december i wasn't really paying much attention but december when i was when i got my job for paychecks uh, and then a couple weeks into that was when I found Axie Infinity because I'm a huge video game guy, always been, uh, always, just always been a huge video game guy. And I remember I was invested in both Ethereum and Bitcoin on Robinhood because I was still like, you know, chipping away and trying to raise my coins or whatever. 
and uh, I saw Axie Infinity, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is, you know, this is crazy. I can buy these NFTs, whatever that is, like, that was my first exposure was Axie, to play this game to earn cryptocurrency. And it all made, it, it all snapped immediately. Like, it all made perfect sense. I was like, shit, dude, that's kind of like a, a skin in Fortnite. Like, that was, you know, the very first, like, connection I made. And as soon as I made that, I was like, holy shit, things are about to change. And, uh, so that was mid-December, uh, Axie, and that, it, it, I'm glad that I found Axie and, like, wanted to get into it, because that forced me to get a MetaMask and set up my Coinbase and, like, you know, do everything, because I was just on, uh, Robinhood at the time, and that's not, you know, you can't do shit with Robinhood. And so, got all set up, and then, like, I had a couple Axies, I spent, like, a hundred dollars for the three of them total i think which you know that was after gas on ethereum for three nfts like it was a different time right so uh but i wasn't i was into it but it wasn't like the coolest thing ever like i tried to show it to my friends and they were like all right dude that's pretty fucking stupid uh and i got a lot of pushback from my friends about nfts at first but uh they all came around or at least most of them did but regardless, uh, a couple days after, because I, I instantly became obsessed. I was like, holy shit, this NFT thing, like, I need to know more. Like, are there more projects? Like, what is... And that's how I found Top Shot amongst a couple other projects. But, uh, yeah, I was really fortunate to find Top Shot when I did, because uh, I just, like, started buying, like, Carmelo Anthony's and Kemba Walker cards Series 1 for, like, a dollar a piece, and they would eventually go up to be worth at least a hundred dollars a piece, and so, you know, that worked out really well for me, and that was the first time that I actually started to see big numbers and success in my trading, and that was, like, it was wild for me, because, like, oh my god, dude, I remember waking up one day and kind of, like, having a panic attack and being like, how the fuck do I have two hundred thousand dollars worth of assets when six months ago i had negative twenty dollars in my bank account like what is going on right now and like it was really freaking me out and then uh i wish i had like acted on that freak out because uh shortly after the thing like market started to tank but by the time market started to tank i was I was on my way to being the Danny Ukes everyone knows. Like, I was doing clubhouse rooms about Top Shot. I was getting into Zed Run and Nifty Gateway and, you know, talking about other projects and just spending all my time talking with NFT DGENs on Clubhouse. Like, that's 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 really what it was, February, uh, March, April of 2021. So it, it's really cool. The journey was a little staggered, and then it just kind of became all in around summer around the time board apes and ghosts and all those great projects came out uh because that's when it really was like every single day it's like all right what's dropping you know because in the early days it was like all right there's a top shot drop tomorrow and that's like all there is to look forward to and then after a while it was like all right there's top shot today there's nifty gateway tonight there's a zed run drop coming up tomorrow and then, you know, it became literally lists of, all right, we got 13 different drops today. And that was when we really all should have sold everything. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's a joke. We, that, nah, I, realistically, that's when we were, sh like, we did exactly, at that time, we did exactly what was right to do. Just buy everything. Like, that was, uh, 
I had a theory at one time. It was like the baseball theory, where if you're batting 300, you're doing great. You know, if three out of ten projects, if one out of three hits, like, that's exceptional. That's a great batting average because it works out, you know? So, uh, but now that it's not the same anymore. You know, it stopped being that way around, I would say, October, November of 2021. Yeah, that's definitely when it ended. And it's funny that you make the batting reference because I'm a big... Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger guy. And I always preach that people also forget that you don't need, like Charlie Munger says, you don't need 20 stocks to do good. Um, You'll be lucky to find three or four good ones. And I feel the same with projects. Um, You know, you don't need, I mean, NFTs are different than stocks, of course. Um, Any project can just moon overnight. But whenever it comes to me and investing in quote unquote blue chips, you don't need 20 different bags you just need a couple good bags um the people that have baycs i feel like they're not out here chasing every mint you know what i'm saying if that makes sense um and i like that axie was your first introduction because uh i've befriended someone named bryson in the in the community who is a big axie and yeah he's a big axie infinity fan and uh, he's a gamer over there and he'll be coming on the podcast eventually to kind of give the aspect from uh an nft gamer standpoint since i've never really played any p2e games what is also crazy is everybody has mentioned the same thing when they've come on here whenever you said axie was your first introduction i thought to myself immediately i was like okay well maybe he didn't go through the top shot era like most of us did you know and and then you said yeah and then i started buying top shot and i was like there it is there it is and i mean i lost i ran up uh, you remember whenever they turned all the common moments into legendary, um, limited edition. Yeah, limited edition. Um, literally, all my friends were sending me uh, moments whenever they were common because they were like, "Bro, this this shit is useless. Like, I don't want this. Like, can I just send you my cards?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Like, I like basketball a lot." And not even a week later, they would all turn into you know limited edition, and they were like, "Bro." them cards I sent you were like worth a lot now. And I was like, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, it jumped up. Like, <laughs> he yeah. said, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Um, Like that's wild. Oh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they jumped up. I mean, literally was worth like 70, 80, 90,000. And then I watched it go back down to like 5,000, 4,000 yeah, because everybody was able to take their money out. So um, that sucked. I do want to ask, did you lose all your bitcoin on that scam like all oh of it? yeah 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 it was uh i didn't have that much right i think i had 0.05 right wow. so it was like eh, you know, nothing too crazy but like i was like you know really proud of that but uh yeah it is what it is it was a great learning lesson i haven't you know thankfully i haven't been scammed too many times since being in the space and i uh definitely accredit that early super early pre-nft experience for that so Uh, yeah yeah totally totally you gotta learn and um the the last part i will touch on is whenever you said uh there was a time where six hundred dollars could last you a month brother (laughs) you're damn right it could um i've been there and uh, i'm kind of still there like people see my net worth and they see my portfolio they're like oh bro you got 300 nfts i'm like bro none of that pays my bills like none of that is a, a job none of that is um i mean yeah i could cash out everything and then slowly but surely start pulling it out but i mean then what's the point of investing 
at the end of the day. And um, like fiat, I'm not fiat rich by any means. I'm more JPEG rich, like most of us say. Oh, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely there. I am unemployed as well. So and that's why I say on all the podcasts now, you know, I am trying to do sponsors. I am trying to do um, stuff like that because, yo. I'm somebody in the basement in Kentucky with a with a $150 microphone and that's it. That's all we got, folks. That's, but um to to fast forward a little bit cuz I love that you're answering these with um lengthy answers. I don't care if this podcast is 2 hours long. I think this is amazing. Um I do have a couple more things to ask you. So, you're very you're a very outspoken person. Um you've been very transparent with the community with who you are and we all love that. I know I do. Um, if you don't mind in the most respectful way, let me ask you, uh, is there a failure and we won't even use failure. Um, so we'll say an obstacle, a speed bump, something in your life, whether it be your personal life or crypto related. Um, you kind of mentioned it with Bitcoin. Uh, so we'll see if you have another story, um, that you were able to able to overcome and it helped shape who Danny Ukes is today. Like for me, an example, I got into some trouble back when I was 17, 18, opened my eyes a lot. And, you know, now I kind of look at the world differently. Uh, I mean, I'm only 25, but I mean, that really shaped who I was going forward and really helped me in life. I didn't know if maybe anything's happened to you that has made you a better person. Rather, like I said, it'd be personal life, NFT, crypto, or you can respectfully just tell me, Let's go on to the next question. You know, it's interesting. At first, I was going to, and I think you know, failures, failures, like special. Like we have to fail. Like it's really, it's important that we, uh, not only that we fail, but like we reflect on why we fail. And you know, yeah, failing is good. But you know, at first, I was gonna talk about like an NFT project that I, you know, worked with that didn't work out or whatever. But then you went a little deeper with it. So I wanna. I want to reflect a little. I've always kind of been a believer that, and I, I I don't know to what extent, but I've just kind of had this philosophy at one point or another that there's like a before and an after in life, right? Like there's like before, like you just said, like but you were 17, 18, that was the before, something happened, and then there's the after, right? And for me, I've always been trying to figure out what my before and after is. When I was younger, I thought it was like, oh, you smoked weed for the first time. And now, like, you're opening your eyes to, like, all these different things. But no, that's not it. Uh, before graduating from college, you know, like, I, you know, all my education life and growing up and all that. And now post-college. And this is... I don't think that's it either. Um, you know, I've wondered if it has to do with like relationships or if it has to do with, you know, any particular, you know, moments in my life. And I still don't know if I've quite found it. I think the closest thing to it at this point is the before and after of NFTs. And that's, That doesn't even feel right either because that's, you know, NFTs don't define me. Like, it's not the biggest thing in my life. So, I, you know, and I don't even know if I'm answering the question at this point, but like, in terms of, you know, looking through what's kind of shaped me and, you know, what failures or shortcomings or things that I've had to live through, 
I think it's one of the things about me is that I still like have a very hard time defining exactly who I am and what I am here to do. I think I've done a better job of it because um uh, because of NFTs and like being able to reach a wider audience. But with that being said, I don't know if necessarily what I'm doing in the NFT sphere in the NFT space is my big to do, you know, and I I like like I'm saying, like I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And that's just kind of how I live my life. Like I just I like to be here like i'm just having a good time you know i'm just happy to be here uh but i don't know like dude i don't know if i'm answering this question right at all uh no you're, you're good man no so the thing is my my whole question the whole thing that it boils down to is what helped shape you get to where you are but i like the way you answered the question because you said you're you're still trying to figure out who you are you don't know the big to do in life. And it sounds like you're more of a going with the flow kind of person. So it, it might not even be a failure that we have to talk about. It could just be that you're still trying to find who you are and that's okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're still young. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, you're like under 30, I'm almost positive, right? Okay. So you're the same age as me. Um, I have nothing figured out. I literally just (laughs) made a video on Twitter. You saw it, you reached out to me. And it's crazy how many people reached out because it seems a lot of people feel that way. And I think what you should always remember is the role that I've always seen you play is the uplifting person, man. Um, You literally have House of First that you're working with, and that is doing what? You're uplifting others. You're trying to bring joy to others. You're trying to help others. And every time I've seen you on my TL, you're trying to be positive. You're trying to do stuff in the fingerboard community. You love that shit. That's your passion. You don't care if people... Join, don't join, make fun of you. You could care less. That's what you enjoy. I love that about you. Um, not only that, I mean, just remember, you're like I said, you're a super uplifting person. So maybe the whole goal is that you are that crutch for other people. You are that support for other people. Because I definitely feel like if I ever needed something or needed to talk to somebody, I could reach out to Danny Ukes, you know, um, and we don't even know each other that well. So, I mean keep that in mind man just just keep in mind that you're a super loving person and every time i've ever seen you um even even going back listening to your to your old high school stuff you always like to have fun you enjoy having fun with friends you go with the flow and i think that's everybody tries to figure out life too much until they're at the end and and it's too late i don't think nobody really knows but um that's just that's just my take, man. I won't I won't get too deep, too philosophical on the, nah, on the man, listeners. That's good. That's good. That's, that's a good talker, man. Um, get some emotion out of it. Feels good. Absolutely, man. Um, I do. I did mention earlier about a tweet that you had made. So before I ask this next question, I can actually uh, refer to the tweet first. Um. So. This is kind of a, a three. I'm so part, excited! What is yeah, this? three part question. So my original question is going to be. For the listeners, like I said in the last episode, we don't give out financial advice. We always say do your own research. Um, I was going to ask you, what do you tend to look for in a project? And what are you looking forward to in the future? Any other projects? But before I say that, this is kind of why I left the question in from last week. On December 28th, you made a tweet talking about BYO pills. And you thought they had potential to reach to ETH. Um, at the time of you making this tweet, 
little did people know they were at 0.6 to 0.9. That was the average sell price the day before and the day of Danny tweeting that. I can't remember what what exact time it was. Since tweeting that, Danny has been, you could say correct multiple times. Um, I looked through their activity. They have had an average sell price of two ETH. Um, I can't remember if it was two, three, or even over three times, but Danny was correct. Um, so I, I say all that Danny was, he saw something, he, whatever he saw, he was correct. Now I'm not saying, Hey, you got to go follow Danny. Everything he says comes true. Um, but I do want to know what made you feel so strongly about BYO pills for me. I might even be saying it wrong. I've never really looked into the project, but I've seen you talk about them so many damn times. And since you made a tweet last year saying that you felt like from a 0.6 standpoint going up to 0.2, I mean, going up to 2 ETH would be big. I mean, that's a, that's a big jump and it happened. Currently sitting at 1.5, but I think if everyone's in the NFT community, we can agree. Uh, we're kind of in this bearish market. Everybody's looking for the next project so they're looking for like the next apes the next doodles the next cool cats um like danny said i'm kind of i'm kind of in the same boat as him i'm just relaxing uh not really buying anything right now but uh the main question is before i confuse anyone what were you looking for in byo pills and why did you feel so strongly that they were going to go up in price dude well by uh, all right so first off byo pills or bio pills personally i say byo pills okay uh, dude we have history that was the first project that ever paid me like i that was the first project that i ever actually like was like all right yeah let's do this i'm gonna you know help you guys with advising and some marketing and hosting twitter spaces and blah 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 and yeah they were they sold out really fast back in uh, i want to say it was june or july of 2021 and the floor uh, let's see, they sold out at 0.06, and for months, the floor was 0 0.04, 0 0.03, 0 0.05, 0.06, you know? And so uh, I I was always convinced about them because I, like, I worked with them. Like, I, I talked with the team. They were always super legit. Like, they were great. They come from a game design background. They, you know, have gone through, you know, the entire game-making process multiple times. They've gotten funding in the past. Like everything about it screamed to me yes this is this is it and so it's crazy that you call out that tweet from december 28th because i don't even think that was the first one i was doing like uh it wasn't it was not yeah. the first one at all you had yeah. made multiple tweets about i think they even went back as far as july i saw tweets of you in threads with byo pills in july of 20. 21 that could be a lie but i could have swore that's what i saw oh yeah no yeah definitely because it was you know that was around launch and so i was definitely a huge spokesperson for them and you know i got a small percentage of the uh final drop uh revenue which was pretty cool and they went on to do apostles and the uh vapes and then the land and now they have the um the crafts coming out so like I've I for for months I've known that this team is legit and it's so crazy because some big names in the space shit on them like Beanie shit on BYO pills you know he was like 
you know, talking shit about them one day when I was talking shit about Beanie, because that's, you know, I like to butt heads with Beanie. Uh, but then for now, the pills to be where they're at. So when they started getting some traction, I was like, yeah, like this is a long time coming. Like I really, I have 20 of everything. Like I have 20 pills, 20 apostles, all that. I should have stacked more early on because I never had that fear that they were a rug or a fear that they weren't going to execute. I was always confident that like, it just needs more time. And I was so confident that like, I bought five at mint and I only had five. And then like a month or two after the fact, when people were talking shit about the project, that's when I went back and swept the floor and bought like 15 of them. And so like, I'm so I'm glad I had that conviction and that they had that phase where, you know, they weren't as popular because I was like, yeah, this, you know, probably should be popular. Uh, and I don't say that about too many projects. Uh, there are some that I think are cool, but not as groundbreaking. I think what BYO Pills is doing is like really actually pretty groundbreaking for the space. And I think, uh, you know, there's some exciting things coming up with land selection. The crafts are coming out. Staking is going to go live uh, pretty soon. And, you know, once trip the trip token comes into play, like, every, like, oh my gosh, dude, that's that really is like the most exciting project. Uh, you know, you ask me what my favorites are. I said cool cats and ghosts definitely throw BYO pills in the mix as well. Oh, I'm throwing them in the mix. All right. I'm throwing them right there in the mix. Yeah. Um excuse me i had to had to take a quick uh step away from the mic but i do like that you said that it was the first team to pay you and because to me you to a sense were banking on yourself you know you felt comfortable in being with the team and also that you could provide some sort of uh importance to them and you did um and i also want to say that i love that you are so transparent with the fact that they paid you um i think not enough people do that in this space when it comes to projects that they help um me personally i don't get paid by any podcast i don't get paid by any projects that i talk about i have never been paid for anything so keep that in mind um but no i love that you're so transparent about it because that's you you know you you want people to know that you're not hiding anything and like i said danny that's just another great thing about you um, and the fact that Beanie shit on BYO pills, um, just shows you how good they are because he tends to shit on great things. Um, so we will shit on Beanie, even though he's not great. Uh, and I like that you kind of have the same stance as me. Um, I took the same stance with crypto Ray Rays. I was banking on the team, which is dose. Yeah, um, dude. I was banking dose on, is dope. yeah, dose, is, dose dope. is amazing, amazing guy. And I was banking on him more than I was the art. Yeah, I love the art, which is ultimately was like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to do this. It's it's a double. Like, I love Dose. I love the art. I love dogs. Triple entendre kind of thing. Like, Ray Ray. Got to love it. So, um, I love that you took the stance with BYO Pills. You were like, yo, I know the team. Uh, I love the team. I love what they have. I literally can see what they're working on. And they're also helping me out financially. Because if y'all remember, literally just 10, 20 minutes ago, Danny said, like, there was a point in time where he did have to make $600 stretch a month and he became very blessed and very fortunate through NFTs and, and other things. So, you know, that's a big thing. Whenever a project can, can reach out to you, you help them and they can help you, you know, that's how business works. You know, you cannot be mad at that. Um, to Oh, and I did mention that tweet. I wanted to, Danny did speak about BYO pills. 
much before December 28th, much before. Um, that was just one tweet that I wanted to pull because he actually, whenever people start mentioning actual prices and, you know, kind of like a call, especially from kind of bigger people in the community, um, I, I kind of take note of that because, I mean, they're putting a lot of trust and belief behind that tweet or they're getting paid to tweet it. Um so he was right. Yeah, unfortunately, obviously. my contract with them ended back in July. I wish oh, I was still okay, getting res- I wish I was still getting residuals for my tweets, but uh no, actually, uh not to cut you off, but no, just want to make a quick point. Uh one is that I don't work with very many projects. Uh so if you look at projects where I've, you know, accepted money, there's less than 5, and if you look at projects where I've accepted NFTs, it's a little different. I don't I don't really go accepting NFTs like that. Like usually when people offer, it's like, no, thank you. But you know, I'll buy one on my own once in a while. Someone will offer like, um, honoraries are cool. Like, obviously I'll always take an honorary. Uh, but some, sometimes like, uh, like recently, uh, photo gave me a NFT cause I did a Twitter space with them and a, uh, you know, I put out a tweet, but like in the tweet, I even said, you know, Shout out to Photo for hooking me up with this, like, whatever. Uh, I, I, I try not to do that too much because it is pretty, I don't know, like, especially when it's, like, selling something. Like, I really don't want to shill something to my followers that isn't valid. And it's even gone beyond that to the point where projects offer me first list or, like, allow list access to their projects. And they're like, oh, bring this to House of First and you know, get them to, uh, you know, they get on the allow list and it's like, eh, no, not really. Most of these projects like probably aren't going to sell out. So I'm not going to shill it to my community to give them a quote unquote allow list. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, that's not to toot my own integrity horn, but I try to really like take precautions and just be like you were just saying, like very upfront about this kind of stuff because it's, I don't know, like, there's big amounts of money being played with, like, there's, it's, I don't know, too many influencers fuck around and just are selfish and don't think about anyone other than themselves, and that's just kind of a really fucked up way to go through life. Nah, you're right, man. There's a lot of influencer, influencers out here that take advantage of things. 888. Um, but yeah, it happens. Um, yeah, I, I hate to see it, especially, like, charging outrageous uh, Dutch auction prices and stuff like that. Eight eight eight. Um, yeah, but... for sure. Like that's why I said like, if I'm gonna release art, first of all, I'm probably not ever gonna release my own generative project. I would just like do stupid little Danny Ukes doodles, you know, just like not actual doodles, but like you know, just draw whatever and just sell it for point oh two. You know, you yeah. see these, and I don't want to call out any influencers because some of them are my friends, whatever. But like some of them. You know, why are you coming out with an 8,000-piece collection? And why do you think you're going to sell it out? Like, what Like I don't. What are you doing? Like, it's, you know, going back to your point earlier about House of First and how we uh, took a couple months between gathering the team and actually putting out our project. That's because, uh, not to, you know, shit on other projects, but I feel like we're a little more legit than other projects you know we kind of and obviously we are a platform so not a project there is distinction but like you know we have our lawyers and like we have you know people in all the like anything you can kind of think of like 
we got people that are ready to assist us or help us or like whatever. So like, I don't know, not a lot of people are prepped up with that, especially when it's some 22 year old that just, you know, and not to shit on some 22 year old. Cause you know, we, it's fun to be that 22 year old that comes up. You know, I was pretty much that last year, but 24, 22, I'm getting old. Uh, regardless, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Just kind of my mindset. No, I mean, yeah, I feel O2, man, and I'm only 25 myself. And I remember whenever you just said something about honorary pieces, yo, whoever's listening to this, please throw me an honorary piece. It can honorary be a damn, sniper. Yo, you can, you can make it a rock and just say, yo, sniper, this is your rock. And I'll be like, fuck yeah, man. Well, let's go. I'll take that rock everywhere with me because I love it. Um, but no, I've always thought that them were like the coolest pieces. My boy, Andrew Wang, you could, he could start a collection himself of his uh, honorary pieces. It's, it's fucking wild. Um, and I've, I've even thought of, I've never wanted to do a generative project. Someone says something to me, they're like, bro, what the part you could do it. And I'm like, nah, you're right. I probably could, but I'm not, I don't have nothing special. I don't have no utility to offer anyone. The only thing I've ever thought of, which would be a cool idea. Um, obviously like sponsors and getting published is hard. Um, so I've always thought of doing like my own project where, um, each, each guest that comes on the podcast, if they, if they are a founder, if they are an artist, or if they even like to draw, it's like, they just draw one picture. I make five copies and put it in like a podcast collection. And that's what would technically help fund the podcast and help me actually, um, grow more than just someone in the basement. Cause as of right now, yo, I'm sure you guys are hearing me bleep in and out. You might hear the floor squeaking. There's nah, no you sound telling. All right. <laughs> There's no telling. But um yeah, so I do want to jump in. We have like two or three more. Um before I jump into two or three more, I do want to say um there is no PO app for this episode. Unfortunately um it's like a, a world war four me and po app um we're just like button major heads right now uh all my designs have been declined and uh things happen so long story short as of right now until further notice there will be no po apps and if you dm'd me for the one on the last episode uh unfortunately i cannot give it to you because they declined it so I don't have any codes. I don't have it myself. And I was really excited to do this every episode. Me and my friend are trying to work on a site to where maybe we can just do it ourselves, like try to make our own PO app. But uh, there's no telling. Uh, anyways, I wanted to jump on the last two things. One of them being, what is something you feel the nft community lacks i know this is something you could probably go on for hours about um i'll say a short one for me i feel like photography is still super slept on um i definitely think we should still be pushing black artists um people of color um that is some major things that i think are still slept on in this space they're becoming better obviously but i think it's just like i said something that the nft space does lack right now so i was curious if there's anything that danny ukes sits at home and he is like damn man i wish i could see more of this in this space like we agree we want to see more women we want to see more people of color we want to see more photography but what's on your mind you might agree with some of those you might have something different but but shoot it at us let, let us hear what you got yeah definitely agree with uh everything you mentioned for me i think 
right now, and this might sound a little weird, I feel like a little bit of the magic is missing. And I think it's just because things have been so boring and repetitive for the past uh, couple of months at this point. You know, like, uh, going back to Kevin, dude, like, I, don't, I, I hate Kevin. Like, I don't care about Kevin, and everyone's freaking the fuck out. It's like, you know, th like, I want to be having conversations about projects that will move the space forward and move society and humanity and the idea of web 3 and like where we're headed because right now we're all fucking around with pictures of dogs and it's stupid you know like that's that's kind of my issue because it was this this is how it progressed this is literally like in february of 2020 it was top shot zed run nifty gateway like a lot of focus on one of one and utility and like play to earn stuff like that and then the next couple months, that's what it was all about. And then came Bored Apes and Ghosts. And no disrespect to either of those projects. The utmost love to Ghosts and Bored Apes, obviously. Great. You know, they did their thing. Uh, they spurred a lot of copycats. Some of them better, some of them worse. And we, since them, have just been stuck in this phase. You know, in those months of February, March, April... Uh, you know, those earlier months before those Ghosts and uh, Bored Apes came out, the two big that spurred a lot of other things, we were having conversations on Clubhouse every day where it was, what can we achieve with this technology? What can, what can, how can, how can we transform dance into an NFT in a meaningful way? How can we create a, a living clock? and turn it into an NFT, so every time I go back to it, it shows exactly what time it is. Like, those were the conversations we were having, and it was very much, like, inspired, and like, oh my gosh, anything is possible, like, I can't wait to, you know, see where we get, like, a year from now, what, what where are we gonna be? And we went the fucking JPEG fucking cartoon banana fucking ape route like what the hell we really went off the rails around may of last year and just kind of stayed off it and you know we wonder why people look at the nft community and they call it shit and it's because a lot of the art is shit and so it's like when all you see uh to quote tyler the creator is an ape wearing a supreme hoodie it's like i don't care you know like from the outside like if i found nfts today I feel like I would be less, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's fair to say, but I think that something is missing right now. And maybe it's just like, I've lived through a lot of the space and I'm already like looking back with, you know, golden eyes or whatever. Uh, but it just feels like, you know, the conversation, like we have to get back to the point where it's like, people are doing cool shit because people are doing cool shit, but it's not. It, it's so, like, hidden amongst all the redundant nonsense. And so I think that... And that comes with maturity of the space, and maturity of the space comes as, uh, you know, a whole, not as pieces. Or it comes as pieces, not as a whole. So if, you know, I'm mature in the space, I'm to a certain degree, you know, I think I've done a lot of learning. Uh, I'm more mature than someone that entered the space yesterday. But guess what? There's more people that entered the space yesterday than there are of me so it just kind of like we're always constantly at that ground level of most nft collectors are new 
And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if most NFT collectors... I, I, I would say I doubt that, that most came in the last three months. But I will say that as we mature as collectors, I feel like there's more people that are new coming in that are immature. So it's just kind of like we're always at that kind of looking for that stasis where it's like when are we actually mature as a space instead of as individuals because as a space we're immature right now we're a hundred percent immature and i have to agree with you i do feel like the magic is missing and that is i feel like that because people are always looking for that next pop that next project like i said earlier the next clone about the the money yeah yeah all about the money and i'll tell you what um I think Kevin, and I said this the other day on a space, I think Kevin is fucking horrible for the NFT community. And when I saw the picture, I put this on everything I love. I did not laugh one time. Nothing about that shit was funny. Um, for one, it wasn't funny because uh, it's, it's over like 20000 like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's over like- $20,000. And memes were funny back in July august when they were 0.1 in eth was a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars that's when shit was funny um that's when people were able to just buy multiple collections stuff was super cheap 0.005 like that's when you know memes were funny you're telling me twenty thousand plus on a meme that has continuously dropped since it's seen that price um you get nothing for it no utility if you want to just say that you have a meme then i mean i can show you tons of things you can buy other than kevin that would actually make you laugh um would even possibly have utility and so much more um and i'm not gonna lie to you you know you said if you found nfts today it would be a little different it would be different for me um if i found nfts tomorrow and i had no knowledge of them i would 100 percent only be in it for the money because i say that to say this it was easy building relationships back in July. You know, you hop in the Cool Cat server, Klon, everybody in there, founders, every other message was a founder, um, the team, you could make friends. And that's where a lot of these people stem from today was making friends back in July, August, September. And you fast forward, you can't jump in the Cool Cats server and talk to the founders every other message. They're busy. They have a lot more going on now. Not because they don't like you, it's because they literally can't. There's so much shit going on. So, I mean, it would be hard to make those friendships that I have now. It would be hard to just be a random person and reach out to Danny Ukes. Not because you don't want to talk to people. It's just you're so damn busy. You have to be selective with what you do. And it's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, but yeah, I, I hated the whole Kevin thing, man. I think I thought that was bullshit. Um, you know, it, it, there's difference between, you know, shilling a meme when there's literally nothing behind it and no, there's no difference. It's just bullshit. Um, <laughs> that's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't it, like it. It's it's really weird. Like, I dude, like, are is the NFT space bored like that? We're we're deciding that is the funniest thing ever. That all of these spoof collections have to be made, and like the floor for a Kevin goes up to eight ETH. Like, really, that's what we're doing. Like. And, like, I, I like if you're having fun, cool. Like, I don't like to be the one that shits on other people's fun. Right. Um, like, unless it's my roommates when they're watching, you know, reality TV. That's usually... <laughs> I mean, that's a different story. But, uh, yeah, no, like, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, it's... 
I, if you're spending eight ETH on a Kevin and you're not spending eight ETH on a cool cat, like, uh, yeah, like a cool cat or a couple creatures or like shit, dude. Even get a fucking invisible friend. Like an invisible yeah. friend at six ETH is a better purchase than Kevin at eight ETH. Like I truly believe that. It is, and I mean, you even made good tweets about invisible friends. I didn't think thirteen ETH sitting on them was too. Terrible, dude. Unrealistic. It's so I mean, unrealistic. Yeah. Like, what? I literally responded to your tweet and, and told you, like, I said the same thing and people bash me. Uh, the same people that bash me obviously held their bags until where they're at now. And it's not the shit on nobody, man. It's just to say that, you know, I've been in this pretty long and, and I know what to look for. And that starting off did not look good. I've seen it time and time again. And let me tell you, it don't work out, especially in the, the shape that we're in now. You want to hold something uh, unrevealed at 13 ETH while we're talking about a week later, Kevin's? Yeah, you might want to reevaluate that one. Uh, but that's just me. I do want to end. Um, we've we've been going for over an hour. I don't know if you know that. I'm almost positive we've been going for over an hour. Yeah, just about. So, yeah, we right around. But, but it's a great talk, man. It's, it's a great, totally, it's a great bro, talk. Totally. I'm glad you're on here. Um, so the final question that I wanted to ask is, well, it was kind of, it would kind of tie in with the last question because we talked about what the community lacks. Um, what direction do you think that the NFT community is headed? We have more people coming in day by day, which, you know, I would kind of argue that in the last three, four months, we have seen a majority of NFT traders and all that come in. Uh, but people are still worrying in and out like for me i see a bear market i've been doing this for over a year i don't worry too much um i understand things have to go up and down but i mean people are still worrying day in day out there's still new people day in day out so where do you think we're headed do you ultimately think nfts will be around uh a couple years from now if we can continue to like revolutionize the use of them or do you feel like we're not even going to be around if we keep going with these derivative doodle poop head oh well lily pads it's not a matter of if we'll be around it's more a matter of how long <laughs> no because we'll we'll be like i think you know nfts are here to stay it's kind of like think right. of the dot-com bubble where everyone's like oh you know everyone dot-com bubble popped and everyone lost their money like all right what well, we still use dot coms every day we still go to websites every day like we're still nfts are going to be a part of everyday life i'm i just i i truly believe that i don't know when it's going to happen maybe it's three years five years ten years whenever it happens it's just going to be like you go to a basketball game you get a ticket it's an nft you don't even think about it it just goes in your wallet you have it and then when you're done with it it's just a memorabilia it's just a it's a piece that lives in your wallet and Maybe wallets will be custodial or no non-custodial, you know? Who's to say that we're even the ones that are keeping track of all this shit? Who's to say Ethereum is the right chain, you know? Like, there's so many things up in the air, and I think that's what keeps us around, because we, I, in just in my theory, like, in my belief, and I've believed this since day one of finding Axie, like, this is the future, you know? And uh, an example of why I believe it, uh, like I said, I'm a huge video game guy. Uh, video games are the biggest, uh, highest grossing form of media uh, in the world. Like, they're, like movies and music combined don't touch what video games bring in on a yearly basis. And so, 
I a hundred percent believe that I've been so successful in this space because of my ba background in gaming. Uh, just I don't know. It, it feels like a game a lot of times when I'm in this space and just navigating it, spending digital currency that doesn't even sometimes feel like it's worth what it's worth, but it's you know knowing how to flip and you know work and do whatever I have to do to come up. It's all just it's felt very natural. I think that we're going to stay where we're at for a while until gaming kind of change. I, I, I don't know if gaming is going to be the exact catalyst that we're looking for here, but I think that it definitely could be because, you know, say BYO pills in, let's say, July, August, October, whenever a playable version of their game comes out, say it comes out and like it blows up and it's like the biggest game like it's front page or uh, front cover of game informer like you know whatever like everyone's talking about byo pills because you can go in it and there's such a fun game that you can play and it's so fun to play but then also you can earn money from playing it because that's what we're missing like axie i love axie i think it's great and it's done some really awesome stuff around the world it's just it's not fun unfortunately like it is kind of fun but it's not long-term fun short-term fun maybe but it's not even fun the same way in a way that like a fortnite game is fun like you can pick up a game of fortnite whenever and just kind of have fun with it with axie it's kind of like i it, it very much feels like it's about the money and i hate to say that because like i love axie and everything but that's something that hasn't been perfected perfected yet and i know there have been some games on like binance and uh you know a couple of games that have kind of scratched the itch of it's play to earn and it's fun but it hasn't happened to the biggest scale yet so i think that could be a potential catalyst but beyond that uh I, something's gonna happen i don't know there's just gonna be like I don't know if it's just going to be, like, one day where everyone's all of a sudden like, all right, yeah, let's, we're all just going to do NFTs now. But, like, maybe Coinbase Marketplace is going to have that much of a big deal. Or maybe, you know, dude, I don't, I don't know. You know, and that's why that kind of speaks back to, like, the whole magic is missing. It's like, for a while, it was like, what are we going to become? Like, what are we working towards? When are we going to get there? Like, all these ideas. But right now, it's like... Well, we've almost talked about all the ideas, it feels like, and we're still not where we were going. So, like, what's the deal? Uh, and that's, you know, maybe a little, um, not selfish, but just kind of, you know, not giving this, maybe immature, a good word, maybe it's not giving the space the time that it needs, and it comes down to, like, we need patience, uh, and I'm I'm totally a patient person, and that's why, like, you know, some of my assets that I do hold, it's super long game, like my pawn click. As much as I, you know, go back and forth about it, like, I'm probably not going to sell my punk for a couple years, because I do think that at some point there is going to be some kind of cultural switch, you know, that flicks, and all of a sudden, NFTs are the cool thing, and everyone wants an NFT, and everyone has an nft all of a sudden and even if it goes through a phase where it's a fad at first like it's still gonna stick around you know like with any fad there's the people that are there before that are gonna stick around when it's gone like when everyone else comes in and they're all excited and then they, and then they leave you know so that's uh i think i don't know it's 
I hate to leave the episode off on an I don't know, but that's maybe that's the wonder and the joy of the space, knowing that any given day, everything could change. No, nah, I mean, everything's I don't know, man. Everything's I don't know at the end of the day, because we never know the true answer. And I mean, you're right. I mean, I think that things will go great. I think that every, I don't know if it's five or 10 years, there's like usually a big breakthrough in technology. And I do think the NFTs are the big breakthrough. I think that it's more than just profile pictures and people should know that, you know, the metaverse is more than just pixelated people running around. You know, it can change the way that you shop, change the way that you go to the store, change the way that you get groceries. It can do all that. So I do think they will be around for a long time. And you made a good point, just like trading cards. There were big booms in trading cards, but there will always be people that collect cards uh, no matter what. Um, so I'm excited for it. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I don't have a punk. Uh, I really want one, but I don't even know why I want one. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, damn, I want a punk just to say that I have a punk. Uh, and I think we will get to that moment to where it's just a big boom. Everybody wants to have an NFT. And in the next five to seven months, uh, I'm a patient guy as well when it comes to NFTs. Uh, nothing else, though, for some reason. But in the next five to seven months, once all these new people in the space uh, kind of get the feel for things, they stop. I'm not going to say that everybody falls for a rug, but the rugs are more obvious to these new people. I think we'll go back into the original maybe September, October uh, cycle that we had. But who knows? I do want to say, uh, Danny, it's been over an hour. And I could literally go for another three, but I have this nice ass Domino's pizza sitting beside me. So to wrap it up on a good note, I do want to ask you, is there anything that you would like to tell the listeners or like for them to know before we head out for the day? Uh, I think, you know, just, <laughs> I don't even know. Just believe in yourself, I guess. Do good. Put out good energy into the world. Don't take things too seriously. Don't over leverage yourself. Um, you know, just do good. You know, it's it, it it's it, it's not it doesn't cost anything to tell someone, give someone so get oh my gosh, give someone a compliment. It doesn't cost anything to uh, you know, help someone out when they're feeling down. Like there's a lot of good we can do and sometimes it feels like there's not much we can do, but you know, Sometimes uh, a couple words go a long way. So, you know, don't forget about the power of the individual. And yeah, we can, we can do what we set our minds to. So go and do it. That was like fucking seven different things. So you can just pick one of those and any one that works. Yeah, just pick one of those and just remember that Danny said it. But no, Danny, it's been an amazing conversation. And like I said at the very beginning, I know you're a busy individual. So I cannot thank you enough for coming on here. You're such an illustrious person. You're an amazing individual, very loving, very caring. And all you do is promote positive vibes and uplift people. So thank you for coming on here, helping my listeners and myself learn a little bit about you, um, more about you, actually, I should say, and help, uh, uh, help us, I guess, navigate this space a little better. Because, I mean, I learned a lot of things listening in. Over the last hour, I've done nothing but sit here and smile and have a good time. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for everyone that's listened in. And remember that you can find me on podcast every Monday. We release an episode, um, usually in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. And then every Thursday on Twitter, 
You can find me on Spaces. I host my own. I usually call it Spaces with Sniper. We are on number five, and them are every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. Um, I want everyone to have a great day. Remember and pray for those in Ukraine. And yeah, like Danny said, just, just stay positive. Keep a, a good attitude. And remember, it is absolutely zero dollars to be to be kind to people. So I hope everyone has a great day. Danny, again, thank you. And yeah, we will be seeing you next week. Peace out, guys.